So as promised, Star Scavengers is having at least one more episode. Isn't that right, Jonah Marie? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are back. <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked, but we are back because we wanted to do this whole Lego build, like live Lego build episode. We had talked about doing this. We kept talking about doing it, and we've put it off long enough. Yeah. And I like I just kept thinking about it. It's like, yeah, we got to build. We got to build. And I forget what it was that someone had contacted us on Twitter and said whether we were going to record a episode. I believe it was the Lego Star Wars Saga Video game. game. Yeah. And, and and you said, oh, well, it's up to Jonah. <laughs> yeah, I got to get Jonah out of retirement, I think is what I said. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, the, every, a, lot, a lot has happened since the last time we did an episode because we had talked about, you know, Star Wars Celebration was coming up. And we were saying, oh, maybe we could do an episode where we talk about our experiences at Star Wars Celebration while we build the set. Right. And then that time kind of passed. It did. It did. <laughs> Life got busy. <laughs> And then we were like, and then I saw that really cool Disneyland ad that you were in. Oh, yeah, that thing. And yeah, <laughs> just that little thing. You know, you can, I don't want to embarrass you, but if you want to talk about it, you can. But so I saw that on Facebook and I was like, oh, yeah, like I haven't talked to her in so long and we haven't done the episode with the with the build yet. So I, you know, I shot you a text and kind of asked you about, you know, that experience that you did at Galaxy's Edge which is kind of the, the, the hot thing right now because it just opened a few weeks ago. It did. And can you imagine if they'd made a Galaxy's Edge Lego set? Well, yeah, I was thinking that would be that would be a cool thing, and that's something that I figured we could kind of talk about as we're building, um, you know, because there really wasn't a lot of Lego stuff. Well, there wasn't any Lego stuff at Galaxy's Edge, so I think there's a, you know, there's a possibility, an opening there. Maybe. That's true. I hope so. And down the line. But yeah, Galaxy's Edge. I had the opportunity to be part of a project they called Star Wars Galaxies Firsts. And basically, they had rounded up these fans from across the country who represented something in the fandom. And for me, it was uh, you know the friendships, the friendships I've I made because of Star Wars and uh, the Perales family, for example, was because that's how their family uh, expresses themselves. So I went over to California early May, just as people were getting really super excited for Galaxy's Edge to open, because that opened up towards the end of May. And there I was in the middle of a very empty Galaxy's Edge and thinking, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say too much about it because we got to have the top. We got to have things to talk about while we're building because this thing's oh, going to take. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it'll take. It's 247 pieces. So we, we had said in a previous episode what we were going to build, but just as a reminder, um, and hopefully we're on the same page on this. Hopefully we, yeah. we prepped the right the, the right. Can you set. imagine? Yeah, you're like, wait, that's not what I did. Um, Anakin's Jedi Starfighter. Oh no! I'm just kidding. Yes, that's the <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, that's the one that we're going to build. Because it does make an appearance in Freemaker Adventures, right? It does. Or in All Stars. Yeah. That's right, All Stars. Yes, yeah. Yes. It all it all blurs together for me. It all it's all one big story. 
It all involves paste. Yes. Paste tree maker. <laughs> so it's definitely related to the topic we typically talk about. It's Lego, you know, but because we're going to be building this and we, we can talk about the build as we're going through it, but I figured it'd be a fun thing to talk about Galaxy's Edge too, because you got to go and you got to do kind of the early preview of it. And I got to go as well with the, you know, with more of the masses. Um, so we might have different perspectives on it, but I, th I figured it might be fun to kind of talk about it as we build this set, but I need, I have to open my box. I know you prepped. I did prep. Pre-open the box. <laughs> you got everything out of the bag so it wouldn't make noise. I didn't think, I didn't think ahead like that. <laughs> I was thinking, man, Aaron's going to be so on top of this. <laughs> well, I was thinking it would be part of the, part of it, you know, like the whole opening the box would be like kind of part it. of it. So well, I, I can, I can open up mine and just crinkle the bags that are in pretend, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I have a microphone that's supposed to kind of be like one directional, so it's not supposed to pick up a lot of background noise. So we'll see how this does. But um, so yeah, how many bags is it? Three bags. Oh, that's not too bad. And they're really small. They don't really have much in them. Two hundred and forty-seven pieces. Uh, this is Anakin's Jedi Starfighter set number seven five two one four. Nice. Yes. So <laughs> did you? You just prepped. You didn't build anything, right? No, I didn't build anything. Okay. Although I was tempted. I was very tempted to. You didn't even put together a minifig? No, not the minifigs. And I, that's what I, that was what was tempting me. I was like, I can just easily put Anakin together, but I decided not to. Oh no, <laughs> there's a sticker sheet. There is, and I got immediately nervous. I hate stickers. <laughs> and... I was like, where are my, where are my, um, I like to use, oh my gosh, what are they? Um, Tweezers? I Tweezers. I only remembered the Spanish word for them, and I was like, I can't say that. No one's going to know. What is the Spanish word for tweezers? Pinzas. Pinzas? Yeah. Oh, it's so like pincers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kinda, yeah I never thought about that. I, I, took, I took two years of Spanish in high school. Oh, look at that. So I have some vocab. That's all. I, I pretty much retained a little bit of vocab, but not too much else. Um, but yeah, so, all right, so bag one. You have it. You already have it ready. I got to dump it out, um, and then is that a horrible, horrible noise? No, actually, this is very ASMR. Okay. You know, <laughs> have you seen those videos of like people making sounds? No. That are, that are very comforting to the to the oh, human ear. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's a whole other thing. But like, there's. There's all these videos that people make of things that are supposed to be soothing and they like squish stuff and they put, you know, that kind of stuff or they like yeah. rub their finger along a comb or, and I'm like watching this stuff, like who watches this? And then you, you brought that up. I'm like, Oh, maybe Jenna Marie does. <laughs> uh, well, apparently it's supposed to like ease people and calm them down. Um, I didn't really read too much into it, so I don't know what other scientific things are behind them but I, I know some people have taken it have taken it all a bit overboard so um i'm yeah, not really sure like, anymore there's like pimple popping videos that people watch nowadays. oh no please uh, are you serious <laughs> yes you didn't know that was oh. a thing <laughs> no that's disgusting it's, it is disgusting i know it's disturbing but it's a thing so wow. so lego lego well, bag I mean, opening videos should be a thing humanity yeah right all right so wait <laughs> this is going to be so interesting to try to do this but i guess the first thing here on the the first bag is is putting anakin together so let's put anakin together yeah 
do that. Put together. Do you have any other Anakin minifigs, or is this one your first? Um, I don't think I do. Or I might have young Anakin. I have a um, I I got the Pod Racer. Oh, the 20th anniversary got it. Pod Racer, which um have not built yet, still in the bag, but very cool looking set. Did you did you happen on... to get any of the twentieth anniversary sets? I didn't. No, I didn't get a chance. Those were mostly sold at Celebration, right? Um, I think they they did a big display there, but um, they're pretty pretty readily available at the store. Oh, the Lego okay. Store. Well, to be honest, I still have to get the Star Wars Resistance Lego sets. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm not surprised gonna... you're a big uh, big fan of that show. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm not gonna get anything else until I get those two because I, you know, I'm a big fan of the show, so I really wanna get those and not fall into the same place that I did with Rebels where I waited and then they were out and then I had to go on eBay where they were double the price. <laughs> right. Yay, so I have him together and I decided to put him with his little slight smirk face, not the angry face. Oh yeah, I went with the nice face too. <laughs> I tend to do that. It's almost subconscious. Right. I just don't like the angry face. Unless it's like a bad guy character. And I guess Anakin eventually becomes a bad guy, but not yet. Yeah, let's 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 be happy for him being in the light side still here. <laughs> so I guess that's just because I, I really wanted to briefly talk about celebration. What was the thing that you liked the most of this celebration at Chicago? I was really excited for the kind of the news around episode nine. So that panel was the one I was just like thrilled to go to. Luckily got into the kind of the main room for that one. Oh yeah, same. I was there too. Because they did the whole lottery system, remember? And it was kind of iffy on like, oh man, am I going to get in? Or am I going to be in an overflow or not see it at all and just have to watch it online? So I was really happy that we ended up getting into the uh, the main room. And I think I saw you there with Teresa because I then stood up to stretch my legs and I turned around and I saw you guys and she's like, you don't even like live action. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I do sometimes. It comes and goes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not get caught up in, you know, the excitement? The hype, for the, right? <laughs> the final, I mean, maybe the final saga movie, I guess is kind of what they're telling us. Do we believe it? I think so. I was reading, what was I reading? I think it was maybe something D23 related because they were, had panel information and it definitely implied this is the final movie of the saga or was it something recent? I can't remember, but it was definitely convention related. Okay. Yeah. So I was super excited for that. The trailer did not disappoint. Um, and I know they they didn't reveal the title until the trailer, right? Yeah, and yeah. So that was kind of a big deal too, because none of us really knew what the title was going to be. So then after the trailer dropped, and then they dropped the title, and then there was all the, you know, the stuff with the emperor's voice and that all of that was just kind of unexpected. That was so perfect, especially with Ian McDermott walking on top of the the, the stage. Yeah, because that kind of surprising. It. Yeah, because you hear the you hear the voice, but then you're like, "Is it?" And then you see the actor, and you're like, "It's got to be at this point, right?" They're not yeah, gonna yeah. tease us <laughs> like that and then not have it come true. So, what page are you on so far? I'm just kind of building away here. I'm on page eight. What? I'm still in the beginning. <laughs> Wait, but eight is not that far in. I'm like, 
I'm on step six. Well, let me tell you, Aaron, that step one is very different from step eight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I, I was like, well, I'm going to keep building while she's talking because I didn't want to like get behind you. I was worried about getting behind. No, well, congratulations, you're ahead. I'm ahead. Okay, well, I'll slow down a little bit. So you, we'll, we'll, it's all good. Just all catch good. up to a, let me know when you're on like page eight or nine. I, I'll stop at nine. Sure. But so did you have like, were you super excited for episode nine stuff too? Or was that not as much? Um, yeah, I was excited because my mom was there. So I got to experience it mainly through her eyes. And she's always excited about anything Star Wars. And so... Is your mom uh, a Halo? No. Actually, she hates it. Oh, and, and so we're kind of on the same page now. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of did a 180 on that. Totally. Um, which is interesting <laughs> to me. I, it's, it's interesting to me because I like I love all the fans. Like... You oh, know, same. be what you're into. Like totally, I totally support whatever you want to be into with that with that stuff. Um, and I don't have a strong opinion either way. I think if I had to choose, I'd say I'd rather not see that be kind of what happens. But I don't really have a strong opinion about it. Um, at least not at this point. But there are people that have really strong opinions, and I'm like really nervous for them. I'm nervous too because, you know, there's one there's a difference between desiring something and expecting something to happen and then accepting whatever comes your way. And for a lot of people, they can't accept whatever happens and they want it to be their vision, their, what they've thought about this entire time so that I'm worried for them too. Um, because we honestly don't know. And it, it, and honestly, I don't really see it ending with a wedding. And for some people, that's what they see. But <laughs> I do see it maybe them ending on amicable terms. Uh, mm -hmm. But who knows, uh, really? I think it could go so many ways now with the characters. And even the idea of him being somewhat redeemed, I don't think is too far-fetched. Um. And they definitely set the groundwork for him being a little, at least a little bit more relatable or a little bit more likable um, in the second movie. That's true. Yeah, I did like that. So they definitely set the groundwork for the possibility. Um, but, you know, he also has been a pretty bad dude and done some pretty bad things. So I think, you know, they could definitely just keep it where he's just the villain and maybe he's trying to dupe Ray by, you know, pretending that he's her friend. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that's what I love about it is just because I don't think there's any obvious way they're going. So no matter what they decide, it'll be kind of surprising to a lot of people. But I just the thing is, it seems so split, and I have friends that are on either side of the fence that are like really, really into the idea of Ray or, or of Raylo, mm, and then I have mm -hmm. other people that are just like, no, that would be the worst thing ever. And so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, well, somebody's gonna be disappointed. Like somebody's gonna be really, really disappointed. Like, to the um, point of, I think people will, like, say, well, I hate that movie, you know, just because it yeah. didn't go their way. And that's what happened with The Last Jedi, because uh, it didn't go, like, Luke, for example, wasn't something that they thought was going to go down that way, and it did, and a lot of people came away not liking it for that reason, and for other reasons as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, that was, um, you know, that affected my enjoyment of that movie, too, because I'd... I'd kind of put my hopes in Luke being portrayed a certain way 
and he wasn't, you know, and so that was like, oh, you know, that wasn't, it didn't ruin it for me, but it definitely changed. It's taken me a lot longer to come around on that movie um, mm. because of that, so. But I, I wasn't just like, oh, I'm never going to watch another Star Wars movie again, which which is, I'm afraid, maybe, with, especially with the people that are really pro Raylo. Right. It's kind of like I've been following some of their Twitter accounts, and they're just like, yep, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and if you think otherwise, you're dumb. And I'm like, uh, okay, we'll see. That's, yeah, that's what I don't support. It's like you, yes, you believe in something, but you can't force it upon others because it's sort of like what others say about The Last Jedi. Then they're trying to force their opinions on you and you don't like it when that happens. So why are you doing it on, you know, to others? Uh, it's, just, it's just very, it's, fandom is, is interesting, <laughs> especially it, on Twitter. It definitely but what I, what I loved about celebration was that it was more than just Twitter. While, you know, you saw your Twitter friends there, you got to see that Twitter is just a very small section of the fandom and and that's what i really liked about it it was like a breath of fresh air really <laughs> yeah and everyone was so excited for all the content you know there wasn't like kind of a, there wasn't any kind of a negative vibe going around for me right it just felt like everybody was just really excited for everything and you know they had the big panels um that had you know episode nine obviously and then clone wars and rebels and Mandalorian and just everyone was just so excited for all this content so yeah what was your what was your kind of favorite big panel I was excited for the Mandalorian panel now that you mentioned it it was awesome Uh, I, I honestly can't wait to see what the rest of the series looks like and how they'll distribute it on Disney plus yeah yeah cause I I imagine I would hope that they release it on a week to week basis because with Netflix and everything nowadays, you know, everyone just binges it and then you talk about it for like 10 minutes and then then you move on to the next best thing, you know, and so I I really want to savor it. Yeah, I'm kind of I don't know what I want because I like to binge a show when it comes out. I feel like that's almost the best way to take in content sometimes because you're not forgetting, you know, you don't have a week's time to kind of forget what happened in the last episode. Oh, got it. And so it's like, you're taking it all in at, you know, right behind back to back to back. And I've done a few shows like that. Cause I'll like take a while to get on board with the show. Mm-hmm. And so then it's already been out for a few seasons by the time I get it, start watching it. And so then I feel like I get, I just get a much more of an understanding of the storyline because I'm not having that space. Um, So part of me kind of wishes that's how it would be for Mandalorian. But then I see, I completely see what you're saying. If they do like a week to week thing where it'll give people time to talk about it and, you know, it'll help for the fan community side of things. Right. That way. Or, or maybe they can do something like with, Young Justice, which is something that I watch in the DC Universe app. So they release, well, when they did the earlier season earlier this year, they released three episodes a week. And so, uh, you know, you you got a good chunk of episodes and then you talk about that and that would hold you over until the next week when they give you three more episodes. So maybe they'll do something like that. Maybe they'll drop two episodes and then the following week, another two episodes 
So that way, you know, you have enough to last you that whole week. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they might just do the week to week thing. Um, that seems to be a, a little bit more popular with the streaming services that aren't Netflix. Right. Like, like Hulu. Yeah. And I know Netflix and kind of Amazon Prime do the whole just drop it and just watch it kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it seems like the rest of them like to do the kind of week to week thing. So I feel like Disney Plus may try to have people savor the shows a little bit longer and, and kind of build up the excitement and the marketing and all of that. Um, so I could see them doing week to week. What page are you on? I'm on page 12. <laughs> okay, you passed me. Okay, good. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I, was trying, I was trying to like stall a little bit here to see. But now I know I need to speed back up. <laughs> anything interesting so far in the build not really it's just basic it just it makes me laugh again how they put these nice colored pieces in places where you'll never see them <laughs> yeah, well at least they're like these are still just neon yellow or not i guess this isn't neon yellow this is regular yellow but it's a very bright yellow right, um, right. which is the color of the ship so it's not like there's like a like a neon blue or green or something hidden in there like they do sometimes Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think the other favorite thing that came out of Celebration that it wasn't really much um, in terms of new content, but the Rebels panel. I mean, Rebels is my favorite thing, and so the panel itself was just you know good fun and just to see everyone again together, especially since the show came to an end. So it's like I really don't want the people to forget Rebels. So. I'm glad uh, they all had fun. Were you disappointed that there was no, like, new announcement? No, not really. Um, As much as I would love to have a continuation of what's happening with Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka, I honestly am happy with them taking their time because I don't want them to put out something that people aren't ready for yet or they're not ready to show yet so uh one day it'll happen and when it does i'm going to need uh assistance because i might end up fainting on the floor (laughs) just after the announcement yes yeah (laughs) so are you pretty so you're pretty confident you think they're definitely going to continue that story in an animated uh series oh they have to i I mean Uh, it's not something you could just easily um, uh, put aside and and not elaborate and continue it. It it definitely needs to... But it definitely ends in a way that that could be the end. That's true. They they didn't kind of leave us on a cliffhanger. I know they left some threads where they could continue, but if you look at it from... Try to take take away the... uh, the Jonah Marie, you know, big Ezra <laughs> fan, and kind of set that aside. Just for the masses, for the general audience, do you think people are, you know, are expecting that that story is going to continue? Putting aside my Ezra obsession. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Try. I know that's um, tough. I know it's hard. It's hard. Um, I, you know, I, I, I look through the tags a lot and I spend my time just seeing, cause a lot of people just recently discovered it. So I like to see what their thoughts are and their reactions. It's funny too, because they're like, you know, I get people love rebels, but you guys, you guys got to stop spoiling it for me. <laughs> 
I'm like, but the show's been out for like a few years now. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, I I see the general excitement for it. Like some people have stated, and during their rewatch or their first time watching, like, oh man, I really wish it continues. There's like a continuation, a sequel to it. So I feel like people in general want to see something more. Um, and if that's where they leave it, then, you know, that's where they leave it. But, you know, I don't want to leave this earth without knowing really <laughs> just something, you know. <laughs> so would you be disappointed if they did continue the story, but it wasn't an animated series? Like if they just did a, a novel or a comic series, would, would that be a major disappointment to you? No, I mean, because I, I liked... Although I had some issues with the Ahsoka novel, I ended up rereading it and liking what it, you know, what it um, gave us. So uh, if we get something like that down the line, I don't think I'll be disappointed. I just I would really like Dave Filoni to be involved in it more than what he was with the Ahsoka novel or even with the Maul comic. Like, I, I would like him to have more hands on it because... I don't really, I, I don't know. I feel like no one else can write Ezra <laughs> besides the writers of that show and Dave Filoni. So like, I, I don't want anyone else writing Ezra. <laughs> did you read and, the, uh, uh, the junior novel they did with Ezra and like Bosk? I did actually. Oh, you know, okay. So you brought a good, you brought did up you a like good it? point. I did <laughs> like it. Shush, Aaron. So that person can write Ezra. <laughs> But yes <laughs> i forget who wrote that uh, oh shoot i can't remember now and i'm curious i gotta look it up but yeah that was that was a good novel and do you did you did you because we actually had to leave the freemaker adventures panel oh yeah early at the at celebration and so they had revealed right as we left you know what happened to rowan and did you read up on what happened to him? Um, fill me in, because I'm yeah. not sure. You might be giving me new new information that I don't know. It it could be new information for you, Aaron. So what ends up happening is, and I don't know, I don't remember the exact um, details, but roughly what Bill, uh, what Bob and Bill said was that Rowan. After approaching Luke, uh, he says, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be trained in, in the ways of the Jedi. And Luke is like, well, you know, I, I just got into this myself. I don't know if I'm really ready to train anyone else at the moment. And Rowan's kind of disappointed. But, you know, he goes off with his family and they do their, their what they've always done, scavenge and do their um, regular stuff around the galaxy. And then... He ends up feeling something in the force several years later, and he he thinks it's a calling of some sort, and so he goes off on some sort of um, self-discovery expedition on his own, and that brings him back to the um, main city that we saw in season two, Alistair Nor. Remember that giant Jedi city of force builders? Yes. Yeah, so that he's brought back to that place and he starts rebuilding it for future people who might end up being and um showing up there and he doesn't really join Luke's segment of 
of Jedi training or anything. He's okay. like established his own little corner there, which is what I really like because I was like, okay, good. He didn't join Luke. Because <laughs> yeah. then you and really I, I, wouldn't like Kylo Ren. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I like that he got his own little part of the galaxy to work with and and uh sort of like how Ezra got taken out of the picture in a very uh creative way clever way right. so yeah I, I that's that's basically what happens to Rowan that's cool I know right I actually uh, bumped into um Bob at the airport on my way home no way yeah I, I was at the airport and his flight had gotten delayed, and this is from Celebration, and so we were headed out, and his flight had gotten delayed, and then I I bumped into Cat Tabor as well. Oh wow! So while I was waiting, f I was waiting with Bob's bags because I was like, oh, I'll stand by your bag so he could go check in at the counter because he had to go find out about his flight. Got and it. So I was like, I'll stand with your bags, and then while I'm standing with his bags, Cat Tabor walked over and she got into the same line he was in. And she was standing right next to where I was standing. So me and her talked for a bit. And then I, I had I went over and after he found out his flight information, I had a slice of pizza with him. And we kind of just hung out and talked That's for a little bit. That's so cool. Yeah, so that was kind of a cool coincidence to bump into him at the airport. But we did we talked a lot of Star Wars, but I didn't we didn't talk. Um, we didn't talk about any of that stuff that you just told me. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I still I'm still waiting to see. I, I haven't checked to see whether the Force.net has uploaded the full panel because I'd really want to rewatch it and just absorb it in a in a better way than I could that day because so many things were happening and my mind was just super distracted. Yeah, and that I mean that's celebration for you, right? Right. It's just a lot <laughs> of running around and trying to trying to see everything you want to see, but it's kind of tough. Yeah. Tough to do it all. So, and that was celebration in a nutshell for me. It was my mom's first, and she had a, a, a wonderful time. Um, enough for her to tell me, I want to go to Anaheim 2020. <laughs> so I, Which I made they sure. just announced. Well, I mean, recently, within the past couple of weeks, they announced the dates for Anaheim. Yeah. And they just released the tickets and stuff a couple of days ago, right? Last they week? did. Yeah, just, just this past Friday, Friday June 21st. Yeah. yeah. And they all sold out. <laughs> I know, which was surprising to me because in the past I had gone, you know, I've been to every celebration since Celebration 5, or at least every U.S.-based celebration. And um, I had never bought my tickets that early. I kind of always waited and just bought them whenever I kind of felt like it and never really thought much about it. And, yeah, I, this was like the fact that they sold out within, I mean, four-day tickets sold out within the hour. Yeah, it was very New York City Comic Con to me, yes. and and I've never purchased San Diego Comic Con tickets, so I don't know that experience. But very New York Comic Con. Right. So that was kind of a. Uh, I was happy that like I had just kind of was like, oh yeah, I'll buy them since I had seen people tweeting about it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and buy them, and then right after I bought them, people were saying that they were sold out, and I was like, oh wow, I did not know that I should have been that nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll just take my time. <laughs> but I, I'm, I never like that because I, I like to make sure I have things settled and I don't like to leave things up in the air. 
sense. And and you just never know with the popularity of things. I know for Chicago, it was difficult for people to get to Chicago. So they decided to not go and save up money for the next celebration. And being that the next celebration is at Anaheim, a very convenient place for a lot of people who live in California, and there's a lot of them, <laughs> they they decided to jump on those tickets and they sold out. So yeah, I, I never I never wait on that stuff. <laughs> That's a good idea. And I, I don't think I ever will again. No. no. And I think this is kind of setting a precedent for the future of Star Wars celebrations. That those, yeah. they're going to start selling out kind of like New York Comic Con. It's going to be one of those things where you got to get your tickets right away. So, In, mm -hmm. Did you put that sticker on yet? No, I'm not even up to the sticker yet. <laughs> Page 23. Oh, I'm on, I, I'm on step 22. Okay, so, so stickers. So I'm on page 19, so I'm a, I'm a few steps behind. Stickers but I'm, coming, I'm, but I'm going to try. Do I, do I have to put the sticker right now? Can I put it at the very end? No, you got to do it while we're talking, so it makes it harder. No. <laughs> so it makes the it challenge harder. of this is we got to see what if we can actually build a Lego set while podcasting. This is like, <laughs> I don't know that this has ever been done before. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say in regards to yeah, and no, that's pretty much it for celebration talk. Um, now, do you in think, uh, before we move on to something other than celebration, do you think that they are going to, well, this actually might be a good segue. Do you think that they will try to do some sort of a Galaxy's Edge event that coordinates with celebration because it's in Anaheim? And the convention center is literally walking distance to Disneyland. I have no doubt they're going to do something like that. Didn't they do something like that at Orlando where they had like galactic nights? They did. You... They did like a galactic nights thing, which was so they've done a few things celebration and Disney related in the times that I've been to celebration. I know one time they did the last tour to Endor, which was the last ride or the last time that the original Star Tours was open before mm, they switched mm -hmm. it to the new stuff. And that one, I believe they actually made it so it was only only celebration attendees were at the park. Oh. So they didn't open it up to the masses. So it was a pretty cool experience because the park was like pretty empty. Oh, wow. Um, and then they did the Galactic Nights thing the last time it was in Orlando, which was open to anyone. You didn't have to be, you know, attending celebration. So that one was a little bit more of a, it just kind of happened to be at the same time, which I'm sure they did it on purpose, but... Um, it wasn't specific for celebration. And I know a lot of people that went to celebration didn't even go over to Galactic Nights. But yeah, I, when those, and I'm sure they're going to do something like that. And, and when those tickets go up, I definitely have to jump on that because I'd love to participate. Hopefully I'll have the money whenever that happens. <laughs> but we will see whether the force will be with us. Yeah. Did you uh, you get all your other stuff figured out then for Anaheim? I did. I managed to book a hotel. They had changed the people that they normally do hotels with. They do it. They used to do it with On Peak, and now they're doing it with Connecting Houses. I forget. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And uh, it was kind of nerve wracking because I had I decided to research other cons that use that same housing system and I was playing around and trying to you know use their website just to see what it would look like and it pretty much looked like the same thing so I felt like I got a good 
idea of how to use the website prior to actually using it. And so I managed to book with a hotel, even though it's not the hotel I really wanted because everyone wants to stay at the Marriott, everyone wants to stay at the Hilton. They didn't have the dates that I wanted in those two, so I, I chose something that was also close by. So it all worked out in the end. Yeah, that's similar for me. I, I, want, I really wanted to stay at the Hilton because I had stayed at the Hilton last time it was in Anaheim. Oh, really? And it was really, really convenient. Like you, oh. you stepped out of the hotel and you were at the convention center. Like it was literally just across the sidewalk. So it was very convenient. And I was like, yeah, every time they have it in Anaheim, I'm going to stay at the Hilton because it's just so nice. And then, yeah, it, it was sold out. Yeah. So I, I got something close though. So not too bad. Are you done with bag one? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Just... Making sure. Well, while you're finishing bag one, I'm going to go ahead and dump out bag two. Sounds like a plan. Bag one is basically like the kind of the core of the ship, I guess you could say. But you can start to see the ship coming together. Yeah, you kind of can see the little beginnings of it. It's kind of sleek. Some, some slope pieces. Oh, yeah. I like those. Smooth yellow slopes and it used every piece other than the extra lightsaber so blast because i have an extra piece <laughs> what is it it's a flat yellow brick that with a smooth top okay it's got to be one of the ones I right on the surface. I have to go back now. <laughs> Those are all like right on the surface. Oh, I see. Okay, forget it. I, I forget that this... Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> got it. Cool. Okay, so where was this sticker business that you were talking about? The sticker was right before the end of bag one on step 27. Ah, uh... <laughs> I don't right want to do this. It was actually okay. pretty easy. Okay, well it's let's just see like here. A rec rectangle. It's not like a real thin. It's the thin stickers that get me because if you don't line it up just right, it kind of it makes it look very obvious when it's crooked. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Okay, so it's number four, number quattro. Here we go. I'm all about printed pieces and not stickers. When I when I get a set that has printed pieces, that's when I know it's a good quality Lego set. Mine is totally crooked. <laughs> it's because you don't have your tw your tweezers with you. My pinzas. Pinzas. <laughs> there it goes. Alrighty then, that is done. Ta-da. Oh, no, wait. What's 28? What's this? You just got to put, like, the two big pieces together and then put the little ah. circle in there, and then you're done. Got it. And a little tiny circle. Also, that circle is part of part one. It's funny because I had divided my bags into sections, and then this random piece showed up, and I'm like, oh, no. What bag did you come from? So I decided to put it between one and two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we're starting bag two, I think we should talk about Galaxy's Edge. Yes, we should. So, so we got to go 
you got to go when nobody else was there. Like, was it literally just just the three of you and like the director, or I guess there's a camera crew, but like, was that it? That that was just just the those people, or were there other people there as well? There were a few other people. There was like another camera crew doing other things. So it it was more of them getting all of the ad uh projects done so that's that's why it was primarily empty but there were still some crews around and there was also uh, some um uh, some of the actors per- uh, practicing their stuff so there were stormtroopers playing rehearsing their roles and whatnot um any kind of like behind the scenes like they took your helmet off kind of thing no, I didn't. They were they were pretty much in the middle of their act, so I didn't see any behind the scenes, um, and I didn't get to see the whole thing. But uh, but that was that was cool too to to be able to see them practicing. <laughs> I'm always curious uh, about the stormtroopers because I had a couple run-ins with stormtroopers while I was there. I saw that, and it looked like one of them was commenting on something. I couldn't pick out what exactly. Yeah, though. they made a couple comments. So, like my one friend, she we both had like the shoulder porgs. Oh yeah. Did you see those? Mm-hmm. Which are really cool. It's like this little. Pl- I actually have one right here in front of me as I'm talking, but it's a it's just like a little plush porg, but it has a magnet in it inside of it, and then there's another piece that's just a flat magnet that you put underneath of your clothing. And so then you can have the pork just sit on your shoulder through using those magnets. And so um, my one friend, Savannah, had one, and then I had one as well. And then one of the stormtroopers actually stopped her and pointed at it and was like, don't let that thing escape or something like that. (laughs) And, like, I've seen what they can do. Um, And then she said, oh, it's it's for lunch. Like, she made a joke. She's like, oh, it's for lunch. And he was like, good. And then he walked away. And I was like, they have to have these, like, a lot of that stuff is just pre-recorded lines, right? Like, they're not ad-libbing. You know, I actually, I had the same thought the other day and wondering whether most of it was uh, pre-recorded or whether they were actually talking with their uh, voices because um, it gave me the impression that it was a mixture of the two. Okay. Because how else, how else would they be able to summon the, 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 the voice that they need? I mean, I guess maybe there's That's what some I'm cool technology. Yeah, like... I feel like they have some sort of um, something that's in their glove or something that they can kind of... Or maybe there's a handler that's like listening for stuff. I don't know. But it seems like everything that I heard them say sounded canned. Like, it was Hmm. relevant to the situation, but it wasn't like they were bantering with you, you know? Right. So they have enough lines that they can pick from that pretty much any situation. But I heard multiple times, like, if they saw somebody with their phone out, they would say something about, you know, what are you doing with that data pad? And I heard them say that line multiple times to different, different, you know, people people walking around. Hmm. Um, And I saw a couple of... People mentioned the porg, you know, don't let that escape. I heard that more than once. So I knew that this, these were like canned lines. But to me, it's like, how are they pulling them up? You know, how are they actually getting the lines to come out? I am so curious. Yeah, so I need to, <laughs> I want a behind the scenes on, on Disney Stormtroopers. Um, I had one stop me and he said, um, he said, are you loyal to the First Order? And I said, no. And then he said, I think I heard you wrong. 
<laughs> and then he's like, I got my eyes on you. And then he walked away. And I was like, so it was like a really cool interaction, but it did feel like he kind of already had those lines queued up and just ready to hit the right button. Fascinating. Yeah, I got to learn more about that stuff now. Um, so, yeah, in addition to the crew being there, um, so we first visited, well, actually, we first were taken to the main entrance, and that's where we had to uh, do our, our first interview, and we basically answered basic and simple questions. But on our way there, we had to wear these very black, thick yellow glasses, so that um, yellow glasses, black glasses, so that we didn't uh, basically spoil ourselves as we were walking from what they called home home base to <laughs> to the the recording area. So we get there and they, we take off our glasses and we're told not to turn around. So we're answering all these questions and then, uh, you know, we get transported back to home base because they're also interacting with other people from this project. So the Parales family, we were going back and forth and then we come back out and we're taken to the very entrance again of Galaxy's Edge and then that's when we are asked to turn around and of course my reaction is well, my, the regular reaction I have when I see something very cool and so I'm like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> and and it was just so cool to just see it stand on its own and without any people anywhere and just absorb it and take it all in and did you get to try the blue milk and green milk I did. I, well, I got to try the blue milk. I can't remember if somebody gave me a sip of their green milk. I feel like maybe they did. Um, but I had like a whole, I bought a blue milk and drank like a third of it. Oh. So was that, was that, oh, because you were like, well, you didn't like it? No, I love the blue milk. I actually like the blue milk more than the green milk. I got the green. So that's what I was drinking as we were, uh, walking throughout, uh, galaxy's edge and, uh, uh, my friend let me taste his blue milk. Um, so I thought <laughs> it was tastier, I think. And so from there, we walked through the marketplace. And I was just geeking out because I saw the Tuka dolls. I saw the Loth cat, the sleeping Loth cat. The, and then the one clip that they put in the video into the ad was me geeking out over the purgle <laughs> so like i squeeze it because it makes a sound and i hadn't heard the sound yet so when i when i pushed it when i squeezed it i i flipped out it was just so good <laughs> i don't know why i thought that was the puffer pig oh what did i say you said purgle Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I, I guess oh, I just thought I was thinking, yes, yeah, the puffer pig. I don't know why I was thinking Pergo. It's because I, I guess I want something. I, I want a Pergo product. <laughs> but it was puffer pig. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, I was thinking, I was, like, I was like, they had Pergles? <laughs> they, they were actually sold out of some stuff when I was there. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I went I went two weeks after it opened. Um, and when we went, they didn't have any of the like Ewoks. Those were sold out, like the little like artisan doll. Oh Ewoks. wow! Those were sold out, and then they were also sold out of the uh, Lothcats that you could buy. <gasps> That's madness. There. Yeah, 
and they were sold out of some other stuff too. Like I was excited to get a yellow lightsaber crystal. They were sold out of those. Um, so I guess, yeah. And I had, you know, I had heard other people that got them no problem. So I think it just kind of was a matter of if you were there at the right time, like right after they, you know, stocked them. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't get the chance to buy anything. Um, I don't think anything was for sale. Um, so, but so I didn't ask. <laughs> oh, they didn't. Oh, so there wasn't like the opportunity for you guys to do any merchandise stuff. No, no, not really. Uh, there were really wasn't much. Um, many people, crew members, like um, actual Galaxy's Edge crew, uh, working the cast there. Members. Yeah, cast members. Yes, thank you. Um, so they weren't really there for that kind of thing. But uh, I did get to go through um, what came after. Oh, Doc Ondars. That was just breathtaking because there's so much to take in when you're in there did you get a chance to do that one yes i got to, i got a chance to go into doc ondars that was a really cool place what would you say was your favorite item that you saw um as far as just visual things to see or things to purchase um i guess both okay um well i did do the lightsaber build oh so i got a lightsaber and um it's really cool because the quality of the material that you use to build your lightsaber is just it's great it's if anybody questioned that or the price tag when people say oh like you know you're getting ripped off it really is just really high quality material um and the fact that you kind of get to mix and match and really customize a lightsaber that's like your own lightsaber like you can't get that anywhere else Mm. Um, and the, the idea that you could put the kyber crystal into the lightsaber, like as you're building it, you'd literally have a kyber crystal in your hands, which is something that they've never done before with, you know, any of these lightsabers that they've offered. So that was a really cool experience. I would highly recommend it. Um, in fact, I would love to do it again because I built one, they had like four different types you could build. Mm -hmm. And, um, the one I built was kind of based on like old Republic style, you know, so it was like pieces that they had found in crashed starships or pieces they had found in old Jedi temples is what I was supposedly building from. Oh. Um, but then they have another style that you can build that's much more of a traditional lightsaber like you would see in the, in the modern movies. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, I'd love to go back and do one of those as well because the lightsaber I have, um, which I'm looking at right here, is very much, it looks like an old Republic kind of almost, it's aged and so the metal kind of has like a lot of dents and scratches and divots and stuff. Um, so it's kind of a cool piece to have and I love it. But I also want like a nice, crisp, clean, you know, untarnished one as well. <laughs> that's cool. So that was probably my the coolest thing that you can buy. But I know that's not an experience that everyone is going to have a chance to do. Because for one, it's, you know, you got to hope that you can be one of the ones that gets a reservation time. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's also not a very, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not for budget travelers. <laughs> you know, I was just oh, like, yeah, oh, like me, <laughs> it was definitely a, a more expensive experience, but Got I would say it. worth it. If you have the money, it's definitely worth it. Wow. So yeah. Uh, so going back to doc, doc Ondars, did, was there any item in that particular area that you, that caught your eye and you thought, wow, I can't believe they put that up there. In Doc Ondar's? Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I mean, somebody had shown me there was, like, an Easter egg of the the Ark of the Covenant. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and somebody had shown me kind of where, like, you have to stand in a certain spot and look up and you can kind of see it. Uh, but there's just so many things to take in there. And I'm trying to even remember, like, what all was in there. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot of cool little Easter eggs and visuals. But, I didn't, I mean, the, um, isn't that where they had the, like, baby Sarlacc? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. But, yeah. Um, I'm trying to, and of course, Ezra's helmet was the thing that I thought was amazing. And when I noticed it, unfortunately, the cameras weren't, weren't rolling and I, my reaction was just like off the charts, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> where was but, that at in the store? Cause I don't know if, it was, if I caught that. Yeah, it was in the wall of helmets and it was not at the center, but maybe off to the center, off the center. And yeah, that. That was um, beside a few other familiar ones, like the A-Wing, I think, pilot helmet. And I forget what else. But, uh, yeah, that blew me away. And I got to see them joining the holocrons there. Um, and that's when I had tweeted, because at the time I couldn't really say anything. So when everyone's experiencing Galaxy's Edge for the first time, I thought, um, man, I can't, I can't really say anything about my experience, but maybe I can drop a few hints here and there. <laughs> so I had tweeted, I, you know, I wonder what happens when you put the holocrons together. Uh, I wonder if anyone's done that yet. <laughs> 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 Trying to like give people the, the hint, and and I did see people put them, putting them together, and that was pretty neat. There's like, uh, they turn purple when you do that. So I thought that was pretty neat. Is that and, when you get the um, the Bendu voice? I think so. Yeah, I I, I think it, it it says a few different things, but um, I I definitely uh, those are some of the items that I want to buy when I get there. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I did end up buying like a a Black Spire Outpost mug. Which oh. Is basically, just like a black mug with like a black spire outpost silhouette with the falcon flying um i just thought that'd be kind of a cool little thing to have like on my desk at work yeah that's cute and then um i got some stuff for like the kids you know i got lana my daughter i got her a ray like the kind of the artisan ray doll oh um, which she really liked and then i got quinn like a little resistance keychain that he can attach to his backpack so cute yeah so i I definitely spent i I gave disney a lot of my money um (laughs) that weekend (laughs) i didn't think i would i was like i'm just gonna build a lightsaber and that's it you know and then you get in there and you're just like well you know when am i gonna come back and you know this is the only place i can buy this thing or this is the only place i can buy this so i ended up spending a little more than i than i had intended to And then following Doc Ondar's, I was taken to the Millennium Falcon. And that was a sight to behold because it's it's huge. I thought that was a really accurate um, representation of the Falcon. And we got to ride it, thankfully. Uh, I was hoping to do Smuggler's Run, and we did. And... Uh, I got to be the pilot, <laughs> and my friends were the engineers and the gunner, 
and I almost crashed it. I think I want to say I crashed it maybe once or maybe it was twice. But that was because the cameraman was on the other seat for the pilot and he was trying to help me with his elbow because, of course, he had to focus on recording. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he's like holding the camera, trying to use his elbow to manage the controls. <laughs> Uh, so that was that was funny that we laughed about that afterward. I'm and surprised because that I thought flying it was really really tough. It was. So I'm kind of surprised that he was able to do that with just his elbow. <laughs> he must have had a lot of practice. I was I was, yeah yeah yeah. I was handling it with uh, I was handling the up and down part because I believe the other pilot does the side to side. Right. So I. I had to remind myself that up was down and down was up. So I kept going one direction when I really wanted to go the other way. So uh, I think some of the younger folk that play games a lot, like my brother, would be able to manage that better than I did. <laughs> yeah. And and then that was... Did you get to run? Uh, did you get to do the Smuggler's Run? Yeah, I did. Um, I got to see, well, the Falcon, like you were saying, just seeing the Falcon, like that life-size Falcon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the centerpiece of the land, really. It and is, yeah. It's just really, it's kind of hard to, like you see it in pictures and stuff, but it's really kind of hard to to describe it without seeing it for yourself. Um, right. Because it really does look like the actual Millennium Falcon has landed there. You know, there's nothing about it that they they didn't take any shortcuts on the, the design of it and the detail um so that was cool and just getting my picture in front of it was cool like we did the whole you know disney you know photo pass thing so the actual like photographers that are there will take your pictures and then you can get them on the app oh so that explains why there weren't any people behind you they have like an official line there they do have a line, but it's surprising that they can still pull it off without getting people in the picture because there's still a lot of people around. Oh. And they're not like they're not necessarily, you know, blocking off a giant area that they're letting people take pictures in. It's really the they do a good job with the photography to make it feel like you're kind of all completely by yourself and that and that you're kind of standing pretty well in front of the Falcon. It's just like right behind it's behind you, but it's kind of far behind you. That's what mm. it looks like in the picture. But in, re- in reality, you're standing like right in front of it. So there's really no way anyone could be walking behind you. Um, but I think just the way they do the lenses and stuff, they just kind of get that effect. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a really cool picture. And I've seen a lot of different people um, get those pictures and they, all, they, they just look really awesome. And we had kind of done the whole super nerdy thing of like actually trying to dress in the attire of someone <laughs> in the Star Wars galaxy. So, you know, just having that kind of like almost in-universe picture was, was kind of a cool experience that's cool and the ride was good yeah I, I don't think it was it's not necessarily my style of ride as far as disney rides go what do you prefer um like i'm a big fan of rides like uh everest or the incredicoaster oh, okay. those type of rides um, more so than like simulators so you don't like Star Tours as much? I'm not a big Star Tours fan. <gasps> really? Yeah, I get a little queasy on it. Oh, yeah, I did, I did feel that when I did it the first time. So this ride, although very fun, and the queue for the ride is amazing, 
the part I'm assuming they let you go through the whole queue. Yeah, yeah, like there was no one there. So yeah. we just we just, just basically walk walked through. in. <laughs> did they let you stop and see the the Hondo part? They did, but it wasn't operational at the time. So he's oh, just sitting okay. there, uh, standing there, I should say. But yeah, I I didn't see him do his movements or anything. I did hear him. Like they were working on it. So uh so I got a little bit of something there. And uh, you know, you got to I got to sit at the Dajark table, um the seating by the Dajark table and I was flipping all the switches and, you know, all the buttons, pushing all the buttons. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool that they have, like, like if you're at the Dajaric table, there's, like, all these switches and stuff, and they, they actually all move. Yeah. And then when you're actually in the ride, too, in the Falcon, you know, if you're the – because I had a chance because of the way they did the reservation system, it was actually really short lines for the Falcon almost mm. the whole time. So I rode the Falcon quite a few times. And so I got to do pilot and gunner and uh, engineer. I got oh, to try wow. them all. And it's kind of cool because when you're in, like the engineer position, there's all these buttons and stuff that you have to hit, and they light up and they tell you what buttons to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's all these other buttons that don't light up and you don't ever have to interact with, but they all still work. So oh. if you're kind of bored and you're kind of waiting for something to happen, you can you sit there and just hit buttons and flip switches and stuff, you know, till your heart's content. So. <laughs> um so yeah i thought that was a cool detail that they they didn't just have just the things that you're supposed to interact with work right everything works that's cool and what would what was your favorite role in the since you did it three times or you know played all three positions um hmm they all have they're all so different and i only got to do the pilot once and i kind of would like to try it again because i didn't think i did very well um <laughs> So I think I tried it, and I think that's like the one everyone wants to get because yeah. that is the one that you definitely feel like you're in the most control of what's happening. Right. Um, so that would be fun to do again. I kind of like the engineer, though, because you're in the back. you So it gives you the best view to see everything that's going mm -hmm. on. Because if you're the pilot, you can't really see what the gunner's doing. You can't see what the engineer's doing because they're all behind you. Right. But if you're the engineer, you can see everything. And if you do have issues with getting queasy on rides the engineer is a good spot to be in too because you're further away from the screen. Mm. Um, so that's kind of a cool spot and it's more relaxing. There's no pressure. You just kind of have to hit a button when it lights up, but you don't have to worry about crashing in anything. So I could see that being kind of my preferred spot, you know, in the future when I go back to ride it. It's like, oh, I'll be the engineer, you know, and kind of just sit back and watch everybody else have fun. Cool. Good to know, especially since I would like to take my mom and she's not a big fan of those kind of rides either. So the engineer would probably be the best place for her. So hopefully we'll get that spot yeah. for her. And I think like when you first get on the ride, they kind of hand out the cards. Yes, that's right. Like who's going to be what. And you can kind of like trade mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. other people if you want. And I think, you know, if you... If you, if you want engineer, I'm pretty sure people would be willing to give that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> um, and then following Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, I was able to go to Ogos Cantina, which I hear is really hard to get into. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I... it's like a, you guys went in there, but it was completely empty. They had a... Oh, yeah. They had like a special bartender there for you guys. 
They did. And it's actually the same bartender. So if you watch the Ashley Eckstein video <laughs> uh, where she's touring Galaxy's Edge, it's the same bartender she has. I believe his name was AJ. So <laughs> he was the one who served us. And uh, I got the, I think it was the carbon freeze or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was blue. And I was like, oh, it's Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's where we had our end interview, our final interview, and we, you know, talked about our experience there and what we what we would recommend. And that was basically it. That was that was the entirety of my Galaxy's Edge trip. And of course, they had given us the opportunity to do Disneyland for a day when we were there. So I thought this is amazing because I had never been to Disneyland before. I've been around the area for, you know, Celebration Anaheim last time. But I never, I, I didn't have the money to go into Disneyland. I only did the downtown Disney or that area there. And so that was a real treat because I, I wanted to try Dole Whip. And I'm like, what is it? This what is this thing that people keep talking about? <laughs> and I did. I finally tried it and it's amazing. And I'm a huge fan now. Now you got to go back. I do. I've got to go back. So what else did you, so did you do um, Disneyland Park and California Adventure? We had the Disney, oh, was it the Hopper ticket or whatever it is? But unfortunately, we just, we spent so much time at Disneyland that we didn't have a chance to do California Adventure. Um, so I thought, here's hoping that Sam and John, my two friends, will get to it in the future, but I, I thought to myself, well, I, I'll be able to see it because uh, I'm going back in August with my mom, so I want to be able to do that with her. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's... California Adventure has definitely got some really cool attractions and, and rides and stuff. So, mm. yeah, I would definitely recommend getting over there. But that's cool that you got to go to Disneyland for the first time. Yeah. The first time I got to go to Disneyland was when uh, when Celebration was in Anaheim. Okay. Um, last got time it. I was in Anaheim. I that was my first time going. So and now I've been back a few times since because I try to go to Disney parks a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to the Orlando park more often, right? Yeah, more often. Although Disneyland has been a couple times recently. Got it. What would you say is your favorite between the two? Um, I think Disney World has more to offer and more variety. So I think um, like if I had to decide if mm -hmm. I was going to go to one or the other, I'd probably go to Disney World. So there's, you know, four parks versus two. There's a lot of, you know, all the resorts and other stuff that are there as well. Disneyland is a lot smaller um, in just the two parks. But there are things at Disneyland that Disney World does not have that I love. Like I love the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh. And that's only at California Adventure. Um, the Incredicoaster is great, and that's only at California Adventure. So there's certain attractions that if you want to, you, if you want to experience them, you can't you can't find coasts. You got to go to California. Ah, well, that's how they get you. <laughs> yep, they got to have some unique stuff, so you got to go to both, right? But Galaxy's right. Edge, I hear, is supposed to be pretty much a the carbon same, copy, right? Yeah. So I would hope. <laughs> yeah. I think that I, there's little differences you can tell when you look at the maps and stuff, but I think overall it's going to be a, a very similar experience. Well, there, yeah, and and Disney World will have that hotel, so that will add that to the experience for sure. 
Yeah, that'll be because right now, or um, Galaxy's Edge only has the Smuggler's Run ride open. Mm-hmm. But they will be adding the the Rise of the Resistance ride. Correct. So that'll yeah. give people a reason to go back, and then they'll open the Star Wars Hotel in Disney World, and then that'll give you another reason to go back. So there's always the you know you got to always go back for something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to do Disney World, hopefully in 2021, so that way I can do Tron, Dis- um, Tron Galaxy's Edge, and uh, Pandora, which is a uh, something that oh, yeah. I really want to do. I've been wanting to do Pandora since forever. <laughs> you would love, yeah. I'm not even a fan of the movie. I know you are, right? You're a big fan. Yes. Although I haven't seen it in a long time, so I need to give it a second chance. But I remember when it first came out, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, and I remember when they announced like that Disney was going to have some you know, Pandora-related stuff. I was like, what a waste of a you know, space <laughs> of Disney World. And then I went... And Flight of Passage, that ride is amazing. I've heard and so many amazing things about that ride. It's probably my favorite ride in all of Disney, any Disney park I've been to. Oh, wow. And I, I just really like it a lot. And Pandora, that area, is really beautiful. And the waterfalls with the floating rocks. And um, at night, everything glows. It's just really, oh. really cool area. Of, of Disney World and definitely one of my favorite areas to visit. And so that's coming from a non-Avatar fan. Uh, so so for someone that actually enjoys the movies, you're probably going to be blown away. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> and of course, I love my Tron. So that's something else that I'm super excited about. Yeah, I'm excited for that ride too. I know they have a Tron ride in, um, is it the one in Shanghai or the one in Hong Kong? Um, it's the one I want to say it's Hong Kong. And I know they're, I think it's supposed to be the ride they're putting in at, um, at Disney world is supposed to be based on the one they have in Hong Kong. Yes. So, yeah. And I've heard really good things about that ride. So I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many good things. So little money. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? What's your progress going on this uh this set? How you doing? So I'm on page fifty one. Ooh. Step fifty three and fifty four. Where I, are you? I need to speed up. <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna be able to talk and and build very well at the same time. I'm on page forty two. Oh yeah. So yeah. Let me, let me speed up here. <laughs> So let's see. You get me what... talking about Disney, and I start. I, it's hard for me to focus. <laughs> um, there was something else that I wanted to talk about, and now I'm blanking out on it. But oh, um, with Celebration Anaheim 2020, I thought, you know, what animated shows will be there, and I'm hoping Star Wars Resistance will be around, maybe with a third season. And maybe an announcement for an an Ahsoka Sabine Ezra thing. Who knows? But I would really like another Lego show. Yeah, I, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they do another Star Wars Lego show. Because I know Lego just announced a new show or just just debuted a new show, I believe, on Nickelodeon. 
Really? That's a like a Lego City show. Hmm. Um, and I think they're really trying to to bolster that brand or that part of their brand and start to add like actual characters, um, like named characters into that into the Lego City line um, through this animated series. And then they're going to start selling sets, you know, featuring those characters. So I don't know if their focus has shifted a little bit with the animated stuff. I wonder. Maybe that means we won't see a Star Wars thing for a little bit. And I know Bob and Bill, um, you know, the Freemaker Adventures guys have kind of moved on. Yes. To doing other yeah. things as well, which I almost feel like if they were going to do another thing that they would still be involved. So maybe that's a sign that um, there might not be some Lego Star Wars for a bit. Hmm. But I don't know. I hope that I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but what I... type of so if there was going to be another Lego Star Wars series that wasn't Freemaker associated, what would your you know hopes be? What would you want it to be about? What would I want it to be about? It'd be cool. I I definitely want it to have what Freemakers had, which is you know that original story that was both humorous and serious at times where they you know where Rowan went through his moments and and very uh emotional uh growth and whatnot so I, I would like to have that mixture because sometimes it could get very very um kitty and uh humor just jokes all around which isn't bad because I, I enjoy those too but I liked that mixture. They found such a great balance in those two shows, All-Stars and Freemakers. So I'd love to see that. And maybe it's just in a different time period altogether because I feel like there's been so much between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And I guess it'd be great to see something between Return of the Jedi and force awakens or maybe even before the phantom menace so those areas are still a lot of areas to dig in and build <laughs> essentially yeah we were talking about the idea of it'd be cool if there would be some galaxy's edge lego sets yes that's right what like what kind of sets do you think would be cool i so i'll start with one Mm -hmm. I think would be cool. I would think it would be cool if they did a set, a Lego set for Galaxy's Edge that was based on the Ronto Roasters area. Oh, that would be cool. Did they have that running when you guys were there? Like the engine, like kind of steaming and the droid and all that? No, that was actually, that was actually turned off, but I imagined it did something. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. The fact that I didn't even think about that area. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really eye-catching when it's... I, mean, I, I would assume that if you guys were there when it wasn't really doing anything, how it might be a bit forgettable. But yeah, when it's actually like going, that is a cool, cool visual. And hmm. it, it doesn't... It's got enough variety of what's happening, so it's not like it's just doing this kind of pattern thing that you can kind of... You know know what's coming next it like sometimes it's like steaming a lot sometimes it's not like it's it's just really cool um to see and it's like the immensity of it I, that's one thing about the all of galaxy's edge i was just surprised at how big everything seemed right yeah 
like to see a set of just the it'd be kind of hard because there's so many millennium falcon sets already but just the the spires part that's right behind it like i don't even know how you could build something like that with lego i don't think it's possible is it oh yeah they could do it <laughs> they could do it <laughs> oh yeah that'd be no problem yeah spires i could totally see them doing that um that would be kind of a cool set piece or even maybe because they've already released a millennium falcon if they do a set of kind of like that some of the buildings that kind of are around it and so mm. then it's like a companion set where you could you know you build out the spires and kind of maybe the the little you know building that you walk into for the ride yeah. but then like you have a big open area that you could put this the falcon on if you already own that set so it's kind of like a, a companion piece right yeah that would be cool and I'm trying to think of what else would be cool. I guess Olga's Cantina. Mm -hmm. Like the, the inside of it. So what's the one thing? I think um, just back to the Lego build here um, as we're oh, going yeah. through this. Um, I'm thinking that we're not going to finish. No, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> I think our ability to build Lego and talk at the same time is, is being tested here. But I think we, if we, we, we prove that it cannot be done. Yeah. We, well, I think what we proved is that this is, this is a fun way to do a podcast, but next time we need to pick a smaller set. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're just finished. I'm finishing up bag two here. And I think if we, if we moved on to bag three, we might be here a little too long. So, it would be. <laughs> but before we go, um, assuming that you're going to make a return visit to galaxy's edge what's something that maybe you didn't get to experience that because of maybe you were there before everything was running um what are some some of the experiences that you didn't get to do that you're looking forward to getting to do the second time you go well i definitely want to go back and uh to the the photo op areas with like the big i think it was an a-wing and there's also an X-Wing there, and I haven't, and I didn't get to see those. And I know Rise of the Resistance isn't up yet, so maybe not a lot of people have either. But I, oh, I want to take you to that area. No, it was it was completely uh, um, not in our schedule. Oh, so... yeah, because there's a whole little area there, um, and that's actually where they had us enter. Oh, so yeah, that's that right. There's like another the entrance there. Saw. Was, oh. They do have an X-wing and an A-wing um, that are sitting right next to each other that are that are open and visible now for for you to do photo ops with. It's the uh, pose X-wing is hidden, and I think you can only see that once the Rise of the Resistance ride opens, and it'll be in that queue. Got but it. Right now, if you go now, you can see the the like regular uh, blue X-wing and the the A-wing that's sitting there. Yeah, so that's definitely something I want to do. And just uh, go back to Olga's Cantina because I feel like I, I, I want to try more of the food that's there or any of the other areas where they serve food. Like I'd, I'd love to experience that because I only got to have little chips and then that carbon freeze drink that I had 
which was, uh, and I have to clarify, which was non-alcoholic. Like, I don't think they allow recording you drinking. Um, <laughs> and plus, we didn't have our ID, so we couldn't get checked. So they were very on top of it, and it was non-alcoholic. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to go back and just taste the food. Everyone's been raving about the food, and so I, I really want to experience that. My favorite uh, food items were the, the Ronto wrap at Ronto Roasters was amazing. And I got to get the regular one, and I also got to get the breakfast one. Oh. Um, which both were really good. And then, the like, the kettle corn, the popcorn that they have there mm-hmm. is really, really good, too. It's got this kind of sweet but spicy kind of taste to it, but then there's some pieces in there that are really, like, they almost taste like breakfast cereal sweet. Like everybody oh. that was like anyone that tried it, everyone was kind of saying the same thing. It's like, oh, that one tastes kind of like Fruit Loops, or that one kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> or um, so it was kind of a nice, a nice thing with like the popcorn, like the kettle corn with like the little um, Coca Cola, but it's in Arabesh, you know, the little the little like uh, ball thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thermal detonator was the word I was looking for. Oh yes, um, the little ball thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they have, you know, they had the Coke and then you can get the popcorn. And that was really cool because um, when they do the Disneyland fireworks, you can see the Disneyland fireworks over the spires right behind the Falcon. Oh. And so, like, you could sit there and drink your Coke and eat your popcorn and watch the fireworks, you know, as they're lighting up the Falcon. It's kind of like one of those things that as a fan of all things Star Wars and all things Disney, it was like one of those things where you just didn't think that that would ever happen. That's cool. So it's like, wow, I'm, I'm like literally, literally doing something that I never could have even, like if they had asked me to design this, I would have never come up with this, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like inside of my fanboy dreams. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got to experience that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. And I, and I want to see it at night for sure. Yeah, it definitely has a different look at night. Um, but still very cool and they know every detail is just so awesome there's like little things that you can kind of discover and even the way they light things is different you know so at night it's got a whole different look and feel Mm. so yeah i'm looking forward to you getting to go back yay exciting well i think we um i think we're gonna stop it at the end of bag two here Yes, I I actually started back three, so oh, I did you? Win. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you actually finished. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm like, should I finish after we're done recording? I don't want to just leave it unfinished. Yeah. But, um, I'm and there's still R two. R two's in bag three. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll end up finishing it because I I, I want to just have it a finished piece. But then we can maybe do another episode and talk about it and maybe see what else we can add to the conversation. Yeah. So it was cool to get to hang out with you and build a Lego set with you tonight, Jonah. For sure, Aaron. It's always it's always a pleasure. <laughs> and talk all things uh, celebration and Galaxy's Edge. Indeed. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next movie coming out, so we can talk about that too. Oh my gosh, so exciting! I can't believe it's only what six or so months away. Ugh. I know, and that's it's just insane. I cannot wait though. Yeah. Um, All right, well, who knows when we're going to do this again. So no promises to the listeners, but this is like a bonus episode. (laughs) Indeed. We'll see see when we get around to another one. But until next time. Be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers and may the force be with you. (laughs) 